This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So when it comes to underappreciated professions, I feel like one that so many people don't even think about or consider is hairstylists. Yeah, do you agree? I I think the the vast majority of the public, like when you when you look at, you know, everyone as a whole, we're definitely under recognized, but you know, there are some clients that you have a very intimate relationship with where they would like take out a second mortgage on their house to take care of you. I think that it's the stigma that's attached to hairstyling because so many people have had um, some pretty like traumatizing things happen to them with, you know, like bad cuts or colors. And so a lot of people are just like, oh, hairstylists are like stupid and they charge you a bunch of money when you can get the same thing from box color. But no, that's not always that's not always true. Well, I feel like, you know, people always talk, you know, there's teacher appreciation week, there's nurses appreciation week. Like there are so many professions that like you you see on a general basis of like, oh, they're not paid enough. There's not enough attention. There's so many like hardships within their job, which is true, like especially as a former teacher, 100 percent correct. But I feel like, you know, people don't realize the value. They'll always recognize how important hairstylists are in our community, like every single individual has a hairstylist. Fun fact for you, I've had the same exact hairstylist since I was five years old. Wow. I have never, I've never gone to see anyone else. I love her. She actually almost smacked me this week. Um, but out of love. Okay. <laughs> out of love. Complete love. Um, because sometimes time, sometimes time gets away from me, you know? I don't realize. And all of a sudden, uh, I was talking to my mom and she's like, oh, when's the last time you saw Yaw? That, that's her name. Yaw. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, shoot. I think it was... September. Oh gosh, I need to go get my hair done. And I texted her and she said, aren't you meeting with that hairstylist social media person this weekend? I said, mm-hmm. She's like, were you going to go and embarrass me with hair that hasn't been done since September in front of a hair? I said, I'm sorry. I love you. Tell, tell y'all that she is safe. She, oh my gosh, I love her so much. She's done my hair for proms. She's done my hair for my wedding, all everything. 
Wow. I, I went to 14 different schools, so I can't even imagine knowing someone for that long. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you, do you have any lifetime client? Like, what's your longest client that you've ever had? Um, She's a, a very sweet woman from Jefferson City, Missouri. That's not where I'm from, but it's where I went to beauty school. Mm-hmm. So she started coming to me in um, beauty school, and she, you know— in beauty school, you pay like a fourth of the price that you would in salons. Right. So whereas she was paying like, I don't know, $20 for like a cut in style and then like $40 for her highlight or her retouch or whatever. Um, then she followed me to my first salon and that was a summit salon. So you had different levels. And when I joined, even though I was licensed, I started as an associate level stylist. Okay. So my prices were still extremely discounted, but more than that of someone in beauty school. And she followed me there. And so she went from paying like $60 per appointment to $90 per appointment. And then I moved to St. Louis and this one, she's, she is capable and she is fierce, but she is a little bit older. Mm -hmm. And so she makes that drive two hours from Jefferson city to St. Louis at my second salon. Um, And went from paying $90 to $150 plus gas and travel, you know, and then I am no longer at that salon and I'm now at my salon, my business where I control my prices and I do give her a I, I raised my prices, so I give her like a tiny family discount, and it's oh. the price that she was paying at the previous salon that she was used to. Um, and That's so, so sweet. It, it would it would have to be her because she's followed me from beauty school now to several salons. She's driving two hours. She's paying more money where you know she could still just be paying like forty bucks to get her hair done, and she's paying like north of two hundred plus gas and travel and other amenities and Holy it's just Lord. really wonderful that's that's like my mom with ya and that's, <laughs> how, that's how i found her because she would take me to her when i was a kid we followed her everywhere yeah I, I i vividly remember as a little kid like going to different like definitely different places and my mom would just be like we're going to yas and that's just what it was called we're going to yas which yeah i love but when i was rambling about um hairstylists being underappreciated you definitely look like you wanted to say something but i wasn't shutting up so i'm gonna let you talk <laughs> No, it's okay. I I was going to say, um, I I was going to agree with you that it's actually kind of bizarre that we aren't as recognized as we should be. When I was in beauty school, we were learning about, you know, the history of beauty. We learned about the creator of the Marcel. We learned about this and that and why hairstyling is, um, you know, a, a business that will never actually go under. So during the Great Depression, Something that people still found a way to either pay for, whether it be monetarily or by trade, was hairstyling. Really? Like when people were making, I don't know if you've seen, I forget what his name is on TikTok, but he's the guy that has like the the Great Depression cookbook and makes like the... Yeah. yeah. And some yeah, of them yeah. are like crazy recipes. And it's, wow. you know, just because they didn't have the money, they didn't yeah. have the ingredients back then. But people were still able to find the funds to get their hair done. And then if we all remember during quarantine and COVID, there were certain people who thought that they were above quarantining and they were having hairstylists come to their house because... You know, you just feel better when you like look better or you feel better when you feel better. And um, 
yeah, it, it is just kind of bizarre that we aren't more recognized because like people find a way to get their hair done. Yes. And it's not not just even about just looking good and feeling good, but there's a lot of medical stuff that can go into that as well. Like someone sent me a story about how um, she had a client who walked in and she had her hair up in a bun and apparently literally had not taken the bun out in almost a year. I was going to say, was it matted? An entire, um, not just matted, it had mold and fungus growing on her scalp and she just expected the hairstylist to deal with it, treat it, help her. She got a pixie cut that day for sure. But, you know, that is that typical for hairstylists to have to deal with that kind of stuff in people's hair? Uh, so with things like that, a lot of it is due to, um, you know, poor mental health, depression, uh, you know, oh. just like laying in bed or not having the time to do your hair. You find it a lot with people who um, have severe depression and anxiety. You also find it a lot with new moms, too, who, you know, unfortunately unfortunately have postpartum depression or yeah. they are just so busy with this new chapter in life that they just keep their hair up all the time. And I don't think people realize how easily our hair can mat together. And like, it, it's no longer a tangle at that point. Right. Um, and then also you should, this is a big reason that we tell people not to sleep with their hair wet and up in a bun too. And I think so many people kind of just chastise us because they just think that we are like these just terrible people who want to make money off of people and want to act like we're better than. And it's a job. Yeah. It's, even if you love it, it's right, still a job. Right. I mean, yeah. Right. Like when people are like, I have bills to pay. It's like, well, this is how I pay my bills. So please stop being mean <laughs> to me. But but yeah, like not always because I sleep with my hair wet, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. I'm I'm a professional. I know the risks, but I'm telling <laughs> you that this could happen. Does it happen every time? No. But if you sleep with your hair wet and in a bun, for one, your hair is at its most fragile state when it's wet. So you're already causing crazy amounts of breakage. And for two, living organisms, like you can very much get mold in your hair. And so many people, they kind of just scoff and roll their eyes at it until like it happens to you. And it's like, Oh, a word. I've got mold on my hair. And it's like, yeah, don't sleep with your hair wet and in a bun. I've never. OK, so is it wet and in a bun or just wet? Um, I wash my hair at night and now I'm getting stressed because <laughs> I've never heard of that. Uh, wet and in a, I, I, I feel like wet and in a bun, it is more the likelihood of it happening okay, becomes okay. higher, but it still can be just when you're falling asleep with that wet hair because it's like condensed against the pillow and you just have that moisture that's staying in there, you know? So that's, I wash my hair at night too, but I don't necessarily like take a shower right before I go to bed. I don't know if you can see it in my eyes, but I'm internally panicking a little <laughs> bit. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. But it, it's also <laughs> one of those things where it's, it's not like like this this person who that unfortunately happened to she didn't just leave her hair in a right she she didn't just leave her hair in a bun time. for a night yes. and it got extremely tangled right. like this is something that takes like you know a long a time long, yes. long 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 cuz she said time. that um the hairstyle specifically described it as when she ran her fingers through it it had like a slimy texture like almost she described it as like i can't remember what it was like like slug trail you know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about she that's what she 
like compared it to. And that gave me a lot of anxiety, which is so sad to even think like, cause like we were talking about earlier, sometimes the time just slips away from you. You don't even realize that, oh my gosh, I haven't gotten my hair trimmed Mm -hmm. in months. I don't know how that happened. Like I can definitely see, I don't know if she was a new mom or anything like that, but mom brain or anything like that. Like it's so easy for that to happen and you don't even realize it. I'm rambling now. No. And (laughs) I I was going to say that slime feel is probably because, you know, like the hair with it being dry and something that sucks up oils. Like I would understand if it had a texture feel, but this woman was probably at her wits end. And the reason that it felt slimy on top of like everything else that was going on in her hair is because she was probably trying to detangle it at home, like with conditioner. Because conditioner, you know, your hair can like your hair can feel like silky and slimy when you put conditioner on it. And it's like, oh, it's so soft. And so she was probably like looking up home remedies for like extreme tangles or matted hair. And because like it's an embarrassing thing, like a lot of times it can also get that bad because it's gotten to a certain point where you're like, holy cow, I can't believe that we've gotten here. And then you're like, but I don't want to show my head in public. I don't want to go into a hair salon, especially because our career is very attached to cattiness, which is something that we're trying to get away from. And so like so much of it has to do with, you know, just shame. They're ashamed of themselves for letting it get that far. They're ashamed to be in front of people. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. There are some hairstylists out there, which is why I make the videos that I do when I call out clients and people in the industry themselves, yes. professionals who don't act the way that they should, because like it's not easy to go anywhere and admit that you need help. And, you know, like when when someone comes to the salon after they've worked out and their head is sweaty, like people are so like scared. They're like, I'm so sorry that my I'm like, if if I'm if me as a hairstylist, I'm scared of dirty hair, like I need to look into a new career. Right. right. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. And so a lot of times it gets bad for so many different reasons, you know, for like depression, lack of time, et cetera. And then she she probably did try to comb it out herself with conditioner and like no more tangles and leave-in and just anything that she could. And then once it wasn't budging, she was probably like, I have no other choice. Oh, poor thing. 
Well, I feel like, you know, going back to what you're just talking about, how they're you you take the time to call out not just entitled customers but other hairstylists and something that i talk about i feel like every episode in most occupations there's always a few bad apples everywhere that really just ruin it for the rest of us oh, yeah. like when you look at the stereotypes about teachers or you know like teachers indoctrinating your kids or nurses being your high school bullies which is what i talked to my friend jen about a couple of weeks ago like or hairstylists like just going after your money or being like very vain and judging you and things like that like it's so unfortunate that a few people that don't represent most of the profession and don't represent most of the occupation because so many people go into teaching because they love it. So many people go into being a hairstylist because they love it. It's their calling. They like making people feel beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it just stinks when those people ruin it for all of us. Yeah. So if you had to think about one situation that just stands out to you the most about a hairstylist that was really just ruining it for the rest of us, what would it be? Um, so on my page, I have a segment. I, I believe I reached out to you about it and you're the one who gave me the idea. Yeah, actually. I yeah, you are. <laughs> so, so on my page because of you. Oh, um, gosh, I didn't even remember that. That's that like so long ago. I, you know, I, I made a video and I pinned it and I was like, guys, believe it or not, like not 100% of my clients and experiences are bad. I'm running out of content. Y'all have got to start sending me your own. And so recently I was sent one where um, a younger stylist was getting critiqued by the owner of the salon, who was also a stylist herself. And the story that she sent me, um, it was deplorable. Like, Oh my, the audacity. It's actually insane. And, um, her critique from her boss was that she needed to stop taking so long on appointments because, you know, with us being appointment based, you, you make money if you have people in the chair. And when you are a salon owner who has employees, you're only making money if your employees are making money. Right. So turnover is a big thing. Like get clients in and out or double book yourself. And she said that her boss didn't like how long her appointments were taking and didn't like how long her consultations were taking. And I'm a huge advocate for a good, thorough consultation. Like, I don't care if a consultation takes 45 minutes of my appointment time. Like, I want to know your hair history. I want to know your beauty budget. I want to know if you like warmer undertones, if you like cooler undertones, if you want to mix, if you like everything so that I nail it so that you have no reason to be upset with me so that if there's something that you like if you're unhappy with or if you're not sure about like I I know that I covered my p's and q's like I'm not enough people even do consultations anymore and so she was like well I have to do a consultation with my clients so that I can um you know just make sure that I'm hitting all of the marks on what I need to do for them And she was like, if they show you your reference photo and you know what their starting level is and blah, 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 like as long as you have all of the base information, you're good. Like just get started. You're taking too long. And she was like, and stop covering beauty budgets too. And she was like, what "What do you mean stop covering beauty budgets? She was like, because when you cover beauty budgets, you're sitting there trying to um, you're not upselling. Yeah. She, oh she was like, gosh. you're not upselling and you're sitting there trying to to meet them in, a, in the middle and you're taking longer during the appointment time 
um, trying to figure out a way to do the color service that best accommodates what they're capable of spending. And the and she was like, so what do you want me to do if I if you don't want me to talk about the beauty budget? And she was like, just do the service, do whatever you think is necessary to get them to their end goal without frying their hair. Like at, at least she at least she cared about not frying the hair. <laughs> so it's fine if I make them go broke. They can't pay their electricity bill. But like, don't right. fry their hair off. And yeah. so she was like, okay, so what happens if at the end of the appointment, when it's checkout time, I've done a $600 service on someone who could only afford like $250. And the boss was like, you tell them it's $600. And she was oh. like, but what if they can't afford it? And she was like, then you threaten to call the police for theft of services. And they'll probably find it within themselves to be able to afford the service. And she was like, this is the best way to upsell and to ensure that you can like get your money's worth out of that client. And I was that like, gross behavior. I was like, that's insane. That is crazy behavior. $600. Yeah. I mean, like I've done extensions before with like real human hair and this client, she had very fine hair. So we did the, um, we did the the K-tips where you have to like fuse the bonds individually uh -huh. and the application itself on top of the color matching because it was a color service. The the application itself took me like six hours to do. Wow. And so like with extensions, a lot of times it is standard to pay between like 700 to over a thousand dollars. Wow. And I just can't imagine not informing someone of yeah. what they're in for price wise and then just giving them the option of either you pay this, even if it's your rent money or you go to jail because like theft of services is a real thing. That is ridiculous. Like that's, that's disgusting. So, is that salon still open? I don't know. I hope not. Yeah, I don't know. It, <laughs> I hope not. It was sent from an anonymous page, like, you know, one oh, of those yeah, profiles yeah. that doesn't have like a, a profile picture, yeah, like a real scared, one. I'm yeah, sure. absolutely. When I, like when I have so many teachers that do the exact same thing, because like, am I going to go and track down where their principal? Like, Guess what? You're no, but right. you know, you, you still get scared, you know, when you're still, that's how they're paying their bills. That's how they're feeding their families. There, there's definitely a fear of, and I, I think that's what's so gross about these types of situations, whether it's teachers, nurses, hairstylists, whatever, the fear of speaking out is so crazy. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. I just, I can't even imagine. Um, but I, I have a question for you because you were informing me about the dangers of sleeping with wet hair and I had no idea. Are there any other things that like you should or should not do with your hair that like most people probably just don't know about? Um, I would. So, okay. In terms of hair ties, the ones that look like phone cords. Yeah, like this one. Yeah, like that one yeah. or a silk scrunchie. Those really are best to put in your hair because a lot of like the regular elastic bands, like they cause breakage. I can't tell you how many times I have like let a client's hair down and I can immediately look at where the hair is falling around the crown and I see the frizz and the breakage and I know that like right there is where they put their hair up, like where the where the elastic band like wow. scrunches around. And I'm like, do you wear your hair up all the time? And I'm like, do you do like a high pony or a high bun? And they're like, yeah. And I'll literally like take my hand and I'll put it like this on like the crown of their head. And I'll be like, do you like, does it sit like right here? And they're like, yeah, why? And I'm like, because you've got 
a ton of breakage, homie. Like a oh ton my of gosh. breakage. Now I have to go like bulk, bulk <laughs> order these just to make sure. And I recommend changing up your hair part. Um, cause you know, former emo kid here, I used to part my hair all the way over here, like Justin Bieber swoop and, um, my hair started to thin right there. And it's very similar to like traction alopecia in terms of it just constantly being like pulled a certain way. And then like the hair starts to break and thin in that area. So even like, I don't know if you can kind of see it, but I've been wearing my hair in a middle part for the past two years and I have started to get like a little bit of a receding area right here too. So I recommend switching up your parting so that your hair doesn't get, so that your scalp doesn't get so used to like weight being pulled to one side or the other. You're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> when I tell you I don't like change, I've had the same hairstylist since I was five years old. I've had this part in my hair for at least 15 years. Now I'm like, shoot, do I have to go to a middle part? <laughs> my gosh, my forehead's too big for that. We're going to have to play around with this. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I get, I'll, I'll never do, like, I'll never part on my left side. That's something you'll never see me do. Yeah, I don't know if I can part to the other side. I might have to learn to embrace a middle part. So, okay, so how, how often should I be changing my part? Um, You know, I probably go back and forth, like, over the months like there are some times where I'm just really feeling a middle part and then there are other times where the side part I'm like okay Jessica Rabbit like look at you <laughs> um so I mean it's not something that you have to do weekly other people might disagree some hairstylists might be like this is a load of crock like girl you're just losing hair because you had weight loss surgery and you're just like immunocompromised right now it's like no a lot of a lot of former emo kids who have parted their hair all the way like on the <laughs> west hemisphere of their head have those hair thinning issues wow my mind is just blown okay okay so are there any are now my, my mind is blown I like don't even know my next words <laughs> I know it's cool right I feel like so I, I grew up in Florida you know yeah and I, I've lived in more than one trailer park and so often especially in the south where I'm from when you think of hairstylists, especially way back when, I feel like so many people assume or just have this weird connection of hairstylists being like high school dropouts and teen moms and just mm -hmm. kind of like bimbos. And it's like, you do you realize that we have to know color theory? We have to take chemistry. We have to take anatomy. Like I know every bone that is in this. I know the cardiovascular system. Why? I don't remember why I had to know these things, but <laughs> I, I know them. It, I wonder if the cardiovascular system has something to do with like the aromas or anything like from any of the products, maybe? So, so many oh. different, I mean, phalanges, <laughs> like bones in the hand, wow. pressure points, like. Then you learned all of this in beauty school. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tell me a little bit more about like the beauty school process for people that might, like me, who have absolutely no idea what that looks like. Um, I don't know if beauty school is the same everywhere. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. So, but the beauty school that I went to, there were, there were three levels. There was level one, then there was level two and level three. Level three was like the, the seniors and the big dogs. And it's like, wow, they're hairstylists. No, <laughs> none of us were. <laughs> um, level one is when you are learning like your basic manicuring and the perimeter of haircuts and like heat styling. And you're, you're not on the floor at this point. And then when you're in level two, you have 
theory. So you're still doing book work and then you get to go downstairs for the rest of the day and you get to take clients and you also have to do modules at this point because muscle memory in this industry is everything. Like the more, the more highlights you do, the more foils you do, the faster you get at foiling, which is a very tedious and time consuming service. And I hated modules. Uh, they were terrible. I used to try to bribe my teachers. None of them were willing <laughs> though, but I was like, I like hate this. Yeah. <laughs> this I was like, I'll, I'll take all the perms, like the spiral perms, everything that no one else wants. I'll even go across to the aesthetics building and do the pedicures that no one wants to do. If you can please just sign like one extra pin curl module because I'm tired of them. <laughs> um, but they, they never fell for it. They they really actually made us put in the work, which is which it's is good, good yes. because yeah. I definitely had that knowledge and I didn't get to take an easy way out, but I was over it. Um, and I think beauty school gets, for a lack of better terms, like crapped on a lot yeah, because- like, I understand that some are better than others, and sometimes you have, like, personal struggles with faculty and different clients and students there. So there's different reasons why you might not like it, but I think that so many people are under this belief that beauty school sets you up for success in the future, and it's definitely a stepping stone for that. But you can't expect to have, like, 30-plus years worth of success and knowledge packed into yes. 12 months of schooling. I think I saw a video that Teresa posted about how uh, this girl who's like, I'm in beauty school and you're not doing X, Y, Z right. And she was like, J just because you do something different in beauty school doesn't mean like you don't learn. It, beauty school's not the end all be all. Like you learn so much more on the floor while you're doing. And the same can be said for most occupations. Like even Avery, who went to law school, but just because he was in law school doesn't mean that he was like a pro in the courtroom as soon as he graduated, you know? Like he still had to practice that and go and get that experience. Like it's just like any other job. And I think it's really stupid when people just pretend like one occupation just isn't like no this is so different yeah it's not it's not <laughs> it's really not yeah it's, it's really not and so yeah I, I just think that people have too high of expectations for beauty schools themselves and they're like well you should like your school should have taught you this and it's like my school did the best that they truly I can say that my school did the best that they could with the resources that they had with yeah. the funds that they had and with the time that they had with us because you know you can become a master stylist after you get out of school you can become a master colorist you can become a master at blonding or vivid work or styling what have you but you can't expect to be a master stylist straight out of beauty school. And I feel like so many people just have that false expectation. And it's yeah. like, did you expect to become a master level in 12 months of schooling? And at my school, there were optional days, too, where you could either do makeup work or you could get extra hours so that you could finish early. So I finished in 10 months. Wow. Yeah, I, I finished beauty school in 10 months and I didn't leave out of it thinking like, I'm going to go open a salon. Yeah, right. Exactly. You need that experience. That's yeah. so important. So do you think that there's any other misconceptions about hair, like when it comes to hairstylists in the general public or anything like that? I, so a lot of people out there know hair talk and mm -hmm. I, there are so many of us, I mean, you know, we're constantly growing every day, but I feel like the, the people who kind of started in it together, um, we're all very close. And so we have a group oh, chat nice. and we brag on each other. We vent to each other. We just send random like memes or pet pictures, whatever. And last night 
I sent them this long spiel. I, I don't know why I was like so hyper focused on it. I think it's because there had been some things recently kind of in regards to what you were talking about as like hairstylists being underappreciated or people yeah. just thinking that like we're charging just to charge, like not right. because we have to, but because, you know, I, I want to charge you 700 today. Like, no, believe me, I don't. I don't want you to like look at me like I'm the meanest person on the planet. But I saw this hairstylist post a video um, and basically she had said something about how whether it was 10 years of box color or 10 years of professional color like at some point it's all the same and like in terms of color removal and then someone you know a lot of people in the comments just felt so like vindicated and validated and they were like yeah. yes like eight dollar boxes of color can absolutely get me the same result as a salon like I knew hairstylists were just blah 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 so then she did a video reply to another comment and she was talking about, you know, educating and she was like, well, so box color is kind of a one size fits all because there's developer, like there's depositing and then there's lift and deposit. So when you deposit, you're only putting in color and depositing, it's not going to cover gray. So if you're someone who has grays and you need your roots covered, it's probably not going to happen with 10 volume. You might need 20, you might need 30. In some cases, some people need 40. And she was talking about how in box color, a lot of boxes have anywhere between 20 to 40 volume, like the the number one bottle that you mix with the number two bottle. Yeah. And um, how it's more of a one size fits all so that if you're someone who doesn't have grays, your hair can still get colored. And if you're someone who does have grays, your hair can still get colored, which is, which is true, but that can like literally blow your cuticle open, pack way too much color into your hair. It can do so much more damage than someone realizes, even if you're just coloring. Cause a lot of people think that the trouble is with like bleach and lightening services. And it's like, if you have hair that doesn't need 40 volume mixed with your color, you're still like, frying your hair slowly but surely blowing that cuticle open making it frizzy making it incapable of holding color and that's why so often you see some people who um who kind of have like hollow like like murky hair because it's not holding all of the color and so it just looks very like it, it doesn't look opaque it doesn't look rich fascinating and so professional color is more um, like suited for your needs and what like your hair needs. And, you know, if you have gray or if you are someone who doesn't have gray and you just need 10 volume or five volume to deposit and how like it's safer that way. And I'm like, okay, those are all valid points, but also why not mention that a lot of box colors have things like ammonia and Ooh. PPD and like, yeah, ammonia, like things that are actually used for like dead bodies, like, Ooh. going on the hair. And I will say that ammonia is a big key in gray coverage, but a lot of color companies have recently come out with new ways of gray coverage without having to use ammonia because <laughs> like ammonia and PPD and so many other toxic, volatile ingredients in box color, they are allergens and carcinogens yeah. and like cancer causing things, allergic reaction causing things like, and I'm like more, more so than it just being a one size fits all. Like it can absolutely be, it can, 
coloring your hair can be dangerous even if it's professional color because, yeah. you know, people have allergic reactions all the time. Absolutely. But at least the color that I'm using as a professional, I know, doesn't have like (laughs) carcinogens and allergens in it and things that are just like horrible for people you know wow I'm like why why not why not recognize that part so that people don't just think like okay so it's more of like a a volume difference it's like yes the volume difference is a big thing because you are unknowingly frying your hair since you're putting 30 or 20 volume all over when you don't need to because you don't have gray hair but let's also talk about the fact that like our skin absorbs things and you know 30 years of someone I mean my grandma she's been box coloring since I was born and I'm like that's I'm 25 she's been box coloring before that but that's 25 years of her using stuff that has PPD and ammonia in it like on on her scalp scalp. holy moly and like I've never dyed my hair before because I'm afraid of change I hate change it scares the crap out of me it gives me anxiety I've never dyed my hair before but I know that there's like a big thing about box color and like people just oh it's no big deal it can fry your hair so like i'm i'm again my mind is blown i'm all over the place right now so i'm assuming the volume is like correlates to like the volume of dye in it's the volume of what like what is the volume so the the it's the it's the (laughs) words it's the it's the volume of lift. So okay. you you have your color and then you have like your 10 volume, your 20 volume, your 30 volume. Um I it's the volume of like how much it will lift out of your yeah. hair. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So so a lot of times like you can use like 20 volume with lightener to get more lift. You can use 10 volume with lightener to get less lift. Um and you know like it it increases the amount of lift that you get. It just makes it like stronger. And the more volume like fries your cuticles and your hair. Yeah. And so when oh, I when I wow. say fry, it's it's not exactly the same sense as like getting bleach fried. I mean, yeah, yeah. But like in terms of your hair just getting like there's no if if there's no reason for your hair to have a volume on it that like lifts the hair and then deposits color then you're opening up that cuticle for no good reason. And when you open up that cuticle, it's kind of like the way that my instructor described it in beauty school is, um, what are the things on the roof? On the, roof? the shingles? Yeah, the shingles. Yeah. It's kind of like shingles. So you know how like you have your shingles and they're all like laid down in order, right? Uh-huh. And then say you have like a storm or something, whether it be like a tornado or or whatever, and you have some shingles that either go missing or some shingles that are no longer like laying down and on top of each other. And then like some of them are lifted. And the next thing you know, you have water getting in your house because the shingles are no longer like protecting your house because of this damage. So the volume is developer. Okay, this is what like develops the color, like makes it capable of doing what it's supposed to. So when you have healthy hair that's not gray, that doesn't need to be lifted, why why would you lift it? And so that makes so much sense. She's absolutely right. The box dye is kind of a one size fits all. But if you if you don't need to lift your hair, then why would you? And not everyone like knows that that's how color even works. They just know that you put the number one bottle with the number two bottle, and then you use the conditioner after you've like rinsed with shampoo. Yeah, like, and if you don't want you know ammonia in your system, 
That yeah. feels like another, you made me think of a story and I know it's not the same, but you were talking, we were talking about like hair frying and made me think of a burn. And this is how my AD, I'm giving you the roadmap to my ADHD. No, I get it. Yes. I, I can connect things um, out of thin yes. air. Um, so someone sent me a story and this is completely off the rails. Again, it just made me think of it because ADHD brain. Um, someone sent me a story of how she's a hairstylist and someone came in to get her hair styled for a big event. And so she had her curling iron out and uh, was just kind of, you know, uh, curling as one does. And all of a sudden the girl in the chair just flinches and goes, oh my gosh, you burned me. And the hairstylist was like in that moment, like I'm pretty positive I didn't, but maybe I did. Like, okay, I need to be more careful. Like, oh my gosh, I just burned this client. She's like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. I didn't even realize I was that close to you. Like definitely will not happen again. Um, So then she decided she was going to get a different rod and she placed her curling iron down, turned to grab something. And in that moment, this girl in the chair goes, oh my gosh, you just burned me again. You keep burning me. That's why this session better be free. I expect free services. And the hairstyles didn't move. And the client in the chair looked back and saw there was nothing in her hands. And she like looked and she looked at the wand in the back of her hands and she goes, oh, maybe... Maybe you didn't burn me. Maybe maybe that didn't happen. She's like, you know, I think you're ready. I think we're I, done. I think you're good to go. And she's like, well, only half my head is curled. And she's like, yeah, it's fine. I'm no. Yeah. You don't want to pay for the service. That's fine. But we're not finishing it either. Like that, you can you can go. Yeah. Have you experienced people like that in your chair? Oh yeah, with a haircut one time. Really? What yeah. happened? Um. Oh gosh, it was so long ago. Now she had. She, so, okay, I always tell everyone that you can, I, I like to take things off little by little, like by no means am I scared of big chops. There are some hairstylists out there that kind of refuse to like cut large amounts of hair for one reason or another. And cause it is, it's, it's very daunting. Like, okay, this is, this is a big haircut. This is yeah. a big change. I'm not scared of it. I just know that to some people an inch, when you, when you, when you take off that inch, it feels like three inches. Mm-hmm, me. So mm-hmm. when someone is asking for six inches off, it feels like they've just gotten a pixie cut and they're like, oh, what have you done? And I'm like, what you asked? <laughs> and um, so I was, you know, explaining to her, I was like, all right, we're going to we're going to go little by little because we can always take off more, but we can't put it back on. Like once it's gone, it's gone. Mm-hmm. So I like to start off like slow and, you know, see how we feel. And this woman, she was she was not with it. She was not happy. And, um, you know, I, I can understand that I probably seemed a little bit scared and that was probably annoying or it didn't give her like the most faith in me because she was asking for a large amount. And I was like, well, we're, we're going to go slow. We're going to go slow. But it was really <laughs> because like I've been here before. Right. Exactly. And I had left to go do something and she had like grabbed my shears, <gasps> which also don't grab people's shears what? because people who judge us for charging what we do, like, believe me, we get it because I just dropped $1,600 on a new pair of shears. Like, don't, don't touch our shears. Wow. <laughs> so she had, like, grabbed my shears, and she had done something herself. And, you know, of course, because she doesn't have that 360 view, she, like, it was jacked up. And she had just made this, like, big scene about how, like, it was ruined and how I had done it. And uh, I think my, my boss at the time, I can't remember if it was me or her who kind of called her bluff. But she was like, all right, well, we'll, like, check the cameras and see what happened. And the woman was like, 
cameras and she was like oh, yeah like we gosh. we have like just a little like stupid like ring camera just you know just in case because uh, like we're in the city like just you know and she was like oh well it might have been me like I tried to like even up an area and she was like <laughs> and it was just like this whole big thing and then it of course got turned back around onto well like she wasn't doing what I was asking and again I, I reiterated I was like we can always take off more but we can't put it back on like that chunk that you just took out we can't put that back on so I'm either gonna have to blend it or we're gonna have to like cut up to that marker oh my god and so yeah people they some people are like just not great and not honest that happened to that happened to y'all. That happened to my hairstylist. She said that um one of her clients wanted something so drastic and she was like, Are you sure? Are you positive? And she was like, Yes, just just do it. And then literally two days later, she comes back to the salon, bawling her eyes out, screaming, You did this to my hair, and my husband hates it, and this is all your fault. And she's like, I told you. I, I said, and she's like, well, you didn't convince me hard enough not to do it. Do you, like, do you follow Mermeg hair? Do you know Mermeg know. hair? I don't know if I do. She's she's the one, beautiful tattoos all over. Um, I love her. She has like teal, tealish green hair right now. Teal. She's a salon owner in Cincinnati. Oh, I love. She, she made a video the other day, something that I really resonated with. And it was saying how you could explain to a client extremely thoroughly um, and and it was in regards to her not taking certain clients anymore because she wants to really only do vivids and like color corrections and doing like teenagers hair and having to explain things to moms especially like you know people who don't understand how color yeah. theory works yeah. like I get it but she was like the reason that I won't do this anymore and why I'm only doing vivids is because you can explain and be extremely thorough until you are like blue in the face and you have covered every single one of your bases. And people can listen and they can hear you, but there is a difference between hearing you and comprehending what you're saying. Yes. And so yes. I I think like so often that has happened in my career where someone is like, yeah, I get it. Like this is going to be a transitional process and it's going to take like six appointments and I'm not going to be able to go platinum blonde from black hair in one session for $200. And then I'm like, okay, like we've done a <laughs> test strand. We know that you lifted like pumpkin orange. We're going to do our best to like countertone that and, you know, just, just make it look nice. But like, like I said, this is transitional. And then you do why am I not blonde? <laughs> we we had like an hour long discussion about we had Instagram message that you were DMing me at 2.30 a.m. with like picture ideas. Um, and well, you said, I know what I said. I don't think you know what I said. <laughs> I always, I say something very similar of there's a difference between listening to respond and listening to understand. Um, but do you have any last things that you want to leave our listeners, anything that you want them to know about hairstylists, anything that you want to share or any, anything? Um, if there was one thing that I had to say, and it's something that I have really been, really been thinking a lot about lately, especially with me doing shows and meet and greets and uh, schools reaching out to me, wanting to talk to them, um, 
I know that there are some people in the hair industry that hate hair talk and they think that we give them a bad name because of what we do. And I know that there are some people that love us. And I just want to tell the next generation of hairstylists, of people that are in beauty school or people that are in apprenticeships at salons right now, that despite us making Karen content, I promise you that not even a fourth of a fourth of my clientele are that bad. It is a very rewarding career. It makes a lot of money. And that was prior to me being in the very fortunate position that I am in now. Um, And I love being able to make people smile, be part of a community, be in an artistic field where I get to be creative. And it's true what they say when, when you do what you love, it doesn't feel like work. And I don't want anyone to look at my videos and be like, Oh my God, is this what I'm going to have to deal with? Because it, it might be what you have to deal with on occasion, but I promise you that like the good days make up for the bad days tenfold. And it is, it is an amazing career. So please don't take this at like face value and be like, well, if I'm just going to get yelled at every day, I'm not going to finish school. Like absolutely finish school because you you will love this career. It takes time. It takes work. It takes dedication. Um, it takes a lot of caffeine, but it is it is very rewarding and it's worth it. I love that. I love that so much. And I'm going to end with one quick story because the holidays are coming up and it's a holiday story. Um, There's a hairstylist that around Christmas time wanted to do something nice for her clients. So she decided the last appointment of the night was going to be a completely free hairstyle, haircut completely free service. And it was a man that came in. He was her last walk-in. And she did his hair. She goes to the checkout. And she's like, okay, you're good to go. And he's like, well, you, you didn't charge me yet. She's like, oh, well, it's happy holidays. You know, free service. You're good to go. It's on the house. And this man starts shaking and gets visibly upset and says, what do you think? I look like I can't afford this haircut. And she's like, no, I'm just, I'm just trying to do something nice. And he goes, why are you saying that I look like a bum or something? I look like I can't even afford a haircut. And she's like, no, no, I I didn't mean to offend anyone. And he's like, you charge me right now. You put it in the register and you let me swipe my card. And she's like, okay, okay. All right. I can do that. And she charged him. He's like, and to prove that I have money, I'm giving you a big old tip just that, you know, and you don't make the mistake again. I can afford a haircut. And she says, Okay. That's fine. <laughs> Have a great day. He's I will with my in my nice house with all my nice things. <laughs> and he just leaves. So with that, happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Be nicer to your hairstylist than this guy was. And if they offer you a free service, please just take it. And still give them a tip. Yeah. <laughs> Hope y'all have a great rest of your day. See y'all next week and bye bye lovelies. Bye.